The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. And we are joined. Good evening, fellow South Africans. My name is Songezo Mabeka. I'm back from a two-week sabbatical, working sabbatical, of course, Mr. Figuerebili, who was on the line just before that unannounced interruption. Telephone lines do this from time to time. Zandile Management Services CEO and founder. Mr. Billy, you are responding to why South Africans find it appropriate not to pay for services that they actually enjoy. Yeah, the reason is uh, sometimes South Africans don't pay for services simply because they they get free promises from politicians. You know, I work with municipalities. I come across municipalities writing off debt of customers when they write off debt of customers, when I do a data cleansing on you, I discover that you are working probably in a government department, your wife is working as a police officer or a nurse, but the municipality write off your debt because the councillors wants to remain politically relevant in the wards. Sometimes they write off debts of prominent people in the world because they want to remain politically relevant. That is what is destroying municipalities. That's why they cannot even recover revenue. That's why they cannot even pay ESCOM or even render services. But that doesn't absolve anybody from not paying a service that they actually have. If you've got water in your house, it's because the government has made as has facilitated for that. If you have got access to electricity, notwithstanding what your neighbor might be going through and getting a free pass, why should I, Songas Omapeta, who has received these, not pay because of what is happening next door? Yeah, the reason is, it's, it's this freebies promises. Listen, I told you, I once did a data cleansing where I discovered that the municipality has written off debt. When I do background check of those people, I come across those people, they've got credible salaries. They earn around fifteen to 16000 and then at the end of the day, the municipality, like I say to you, the councillors write off the debt because they want to remain politically relevant in the world so that the community must continue voting for them. Now, the biggest challenge in municipalities, uh, I'm saying this without fear or favor, if we are not going to choose academics and visionaries in municipalities to lead our wards or to become councillors or mayors, we are going to see the credibility of the country going down. Because I will make you an example. When I do data cleansing on, on the clients, when I do debt collection on municipalities, I sometimes do the data cleansing on even the officials at the municipalities. You come across the municipal manager who has a metric and a diploma, but is a municipal manager. One day I did a data cleansing on a municipality, I won't mention the province, the mayor was a taxi driver. When this mayor was a taxi driver, when he got his first salary, when he opened his phone, it was on a Friday, he went to open a case against the CFO and the municipal manager. He said they transferred the budget in his account. The CFO and the municipal manager were arrested. When he went to fetch his bank statement, they said to him, no, this is not $650 million. It's not a budget. It's 65000 It's a salary. The guy has never seen a 65000 in his life. He was a taxi driver. So at the end of the day, if politicians are going to choose you because you can make resources, 
because you understand the dynamics and the balance of forces. It means our communities will never receive quality services. I mean, look at the townships of South Africa today. There's a water spillage and leakage all over the townships. There is sewer. So the infrastructure is old. We cannot even fix the infrastructure. But at the end of the day, they are going to write off debt because they want to remain politically relevant. So at the end of the day, if we don't choose credible politicians to lead our municipalities, we are not going to render quality services. Because when I work with municipalities, these people, they only talk about resources and dynamics. They don't talk about the needs of the community and the service delivery to our communities. Can you hear me? Miles Apart, Miles Together, a brand new show that reunites you with your loved one. SABC3 is looking for you to be part of this amazing new reality show. You can enter in two ways. Send us a video explaining who you would like to surprise by bringing a loved one from overseas, or you can send us a video about a family or close friends event you would like to go to in South Africa to surprise a loved one. Who knows? Miles apart, miles together could arrange these surprises for you. To enter, send your video via WhatsApp to 060-642-9257. That is 060-642-9257. Miles apart, miles together. Reuniting loved ones. Brought to you by SABC3. Mama, tell me a story. My child, I have a great story to tell you. Although we come from humble beginnings... History is made and the winner of the very first Afghan is Egypt. We've done legendary things. South Africa have won the 1996 African Cup of Nations. When we celebrate, we don't hold back. Our people are as fierce as the animals that roam their land. Cameroon, the indomitable lions have done it again. We've seen our fair share of victories. What is right? And disappointments. Oh, goodness me, it's a penalty! But despite it all, we thrive when we are together. And that, my dear child, is the beautiful story of Africa. Catch AFCON 2019 live on SABC radio stations and on SABC3, starting on the 21st of June. SABC is the official broadcaster of AFCON 2019, Africa's beautiful story. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On the viewpoint. Yeah, apologies for that, Mr. Billy. Um, yeah, it seems like the technology was also missing me in the last two weeks. But I think I got the thesis of what it was that you were saying in terms of some of what in the decisions that people take are informed by certain issues, which are probably not their doing. Mr. Lakilesiana, you are part of Salga here in Gauteng. You've heard what Mr. Billy has had to say. Do you care to respond and, 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 and give us a sense from the other side, from the public side, what, I mean, institutions, that is? why do South Africans not pay and are these reasons that are advanced plausible to you? Yeah, good evening and your listeners. Thank you, sir. Can you hear me? Uh, indeed. Okay. I think, you know, there the, are the two issues that we also need to consider. 
Firstly, there's a high levels of unemployment in the country and high levels of indigent people, you know, in the municipal space. But I think it's also made worse by the culture of non-payment. So, you know, because of, of those three aspects, when you have people who, who are staff riders who are just taking advantage of the fact that, you know, uh, quite a sizable percentage of communities, you know, uh, are not able to pay for their services. But you and me know that it's a, it's a, it's a historical uh, challenge. It's not only, you know, uh, for electricity, but also, you know, for water. You know, rainwater boards are also uh, owed, you know, billions actually. So in the past, we have, we have seen solutions uh, that have been put in place to try and deal with. I will list uh, about five, of, uh, five to six of the solutions that are on the table at the moment. Firstly, I think uh, municipalities uh, are being encouraged to install prepaid meters because there is evidence of higher returns uh, accrued from the installation of prepaid meters, you know, as opposed to conventional meters because You've even installed the uh, prepaid meters. You are able to manage, you know, the indigents uh, through a split meter system, as well as, as those people who are not indigent. But the other challenge is that now people are now bypassing uh, these meters. But I think technology, you know, uh, is going to give us uh, that uh, tool of a solution. Secondly, what we have done, we have also undertaken a saga through the interministerial committee together with COCTA to restructure the municipal debt, especially to ESCOM, so as to ensure that municipalities comply with the, you know, the, the, the payment arrangements that they make with ESCOM. Because the problem is that municipalities have to buy electricity at ESCOM. But mm. in return, they do not... Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Yes. Yeah. So, and uh, so, thirdly, what municipalities uh, are also doing, I mean, in Merafong, for example, they have undertaken a process of load reduction, especially in those areas where they are receiving zero payment, where as a municipality you reduce, you know, the, the electricity load in those communities to ensure that, you know, uh, people start paying, you know. And then uh, number four is what Mr. Billy was uh, referring to, data cleansing, you know, in terms of the indigent register. We need to ensure that municipalities uh, need to ensure that you know, the indigent register is up to date and it does not uh, include people who are working. Number four is the political will. You know, there has to be political will uh, by the politicians in the communities to ensure that, you know, this culture of uh, non-payment, we deal with it. And lastly, what we are putting on the table as far as, uh, I mean, as Salga, is that we need to come up with a solution linked to SARS, where if you are registered as a taxpayer to SARS, you know, that information should be linked to your municipal account because you cannot have a situation where people pay uh, a tax, but yet they're not paying, you know, for their, for their services. Because if, you know, you contribute to, the, to, to, to your pay to, the, to SARS, it simply means that you do have income. So those are some of the solutions that we are putting on the table to deal, you know, with this challenge of okay. uh, payment no. for, for services. I've got you. Let's listen to Mr. Pizzo Monyela, who's the chairperson of the Soweto Action Committee. And they are the community who do not want to pay. I haven't had an opportunity to engage what it is that they do, so that's the 
qualification that I have as I engage with him. But Mr. Monyela, perhaps you might just want to tell us what it is that Soweto, Soweto Action Committee is all about, first of all, and this culture of non-payment, how you want to address it. Uh, uh, good evening to you and give it, good evening to the listeners. Uh, Indeed. First of, uh, first of all, I'd like to say that uh, people of Soweto, they want to buy, buy electricity, but they want to buy the electricity that they can afford. So our stand is that we want to pay a uh, hundred rand as a flat rate in Soweto. Uh, the reason uh, looking into that uh, in Soweto there is a high rate of unemployment and this prepaid electricity is accumulating the life of the people because who are using it. You buy electricity of hundred rand then you get 67 67 units before the sunset the electricity is gone it is not because we take advantage of the historical situation that you know we don't want to pay electricity the fact is that we want to pay electricity and pay electricity that we can afford and we want all the historical debt to be cancelled so that we can uh, try to leave not the Try to leave and each and every person attempt uh, to get electricity that actually can try to pay. As you say, what you have said to me, Mr. Monyela, does it sound fair? Does it sound economical? Does it sound sensical that not only is your debt going to be wiped? But as you have said, 100 Rand will give you 67 odd units. It will last one day. You want to pay one day's rate per month, who should be subsidizing that 29 days? Uh, I think uh, this is not uh, a new thing. I remember and I understand that during the government of apartheid, there was a flat rate. And uh, this is not a new thing. And uh, now, okay, there are people, there are in, especially ESCOM, in ESCOM, uh, People devoted money, billions. No, 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 no. Can I just quickly interrupt? Let's not worry about ESCOM and okay. people looting. Okay. Let's just look at what you are proposing for the challenges yeah. that are faced and occasioned on the Soweto people. Does okay. 100 rand per month yeah. flat rate yes. make sense economically that that should be what residents of Soweto pay over and above the historical debt being wiped, which runs into billions. Does that make sense? I think it is make sense under the rent rate to make the life of a poor better to live in this country. Mr. Laki Lesiane, Salga, you have to deal with these views, you have to deal with these rate payers and I suppose in the balance of this hour before we go back to Mr. Figuilebil at the top of the hour to continue this conversation, what do you make of this submission made by the Soto Action Committee chairperson, Mr. Pizzo Monella? 100 rand flat rate, historical debt being wiped. Yeah, that will bankrupt municipalities. It will never work. The reality of the matter is that those people who are able to pay for their services must pay for their services. And those who are not able to pay for their services that's what we call an indigent register, where there's a, a mint test that is used. Uh, I don't remember the actual amount at the moment, but there's an actual you know, amount that says if the income of the household is so much, 
you know, this is how you benefit out of indigent uh, uh, register. As I've pointed out, people are taking advantage of the culture of maintenance. Because it's not necessarily that we are saying all people can afford that. People who are unemployed, there's a huge unemployment level in our country, especially in the townships. Those people would benefit through indigent registers and then allowing government to install prepaid meters. Because you see, if you install prepaid meters, you'll be able to manage your free basic level of service. And those who are employed and, a- and are able to to pay for their services should simply continue to pay. That's, that's all they're saying. The 100 rand flat rate it will never work. It will cripple municipalities. Mr. Billy, okay, you're going to take us in the following two minutes. Your response to both these submissions, the 100 rand flat rate and the reality that it will not work, and I think I tend to agree with Mr. Lesiani on this. You are at the coal phase. You are basically collecting debt on behalf of municipalities, and you are dealing with the people and their problems. Do you have a response mm. to what has been said so far? The 100% flat rate will never work. You know, our people, I'll make you an example. Né? Our people, they've got big dishes. They are watching DSTV. They pay big amounts. When they have to pay municipalities, they come with excuses because they think when they vote, services must be for free. Now, you know, sometimes I work with municipalities. I always say this to municipalities. They don't appoint visionaries and academics. You know, I developed a software whereby you, you don't need to get a meter reader to come and read your meter at your house because this guy can just saw a dog or pass by the gates are closed and he does an estimation. I developed a software whereby we load it on your phone. It has your fingerprint and your face. You read your own meter. You send it to the municipality from your phone. It has your face and your fingerprint and the numbers. Then you send it to the municipality. The municipality sends the bill in your phone. You can link your account with the municipal account your account with a municipal account, then you can pay from your phone. The reason why I did that, because sometimes you come across people who are saying they are coming to read their meter at your house, all to find out they steal your TV or they start breaking in, or they realize that this is a woman who stays alone and they start sending criminals. But municipalities fail to develop that system. Can you imagine if you have to read your own meter and send it to the municipality and you receive your bill on the phone? It's going to cost the municipality less because they can just put in Wi-Fi and WhatsApp you the, the, the bill. You can pay it instead of going to the post office and spend 25 rand and send. Can you imagine in Soweto how many households are there? If you have to send bills to Soweto, you are spending millions. You understand me? But if the municipality has a Wi-Fi, they can just send via Wi-Fi, which is maybe 500, 600 per month. But All right. now, because of in municipalities, we don't appoint visionaries. We appoint people who can make resources because of the certain regional chairpersons and secretaries want to deploy people who are puppets. Municipalities are the pride of the people. We they are, Mr. Billy. Let me ask you to hold there. Let me ask you to hold mm-hmm. you there. I'm sorry to interrupt you. We're going to carry on this conversation for about five minutes into the new hour. It's 21 mm-hmm. hours. We have to. I'm Greg Huss. The Viewpoint, weekdays, 8 to 10 p.m. on SAFM.
on the viewpoint. That's right. Good evening. Song is on my back on the viewpoint. I'm back from my very short stint away when I was engaged in academic travels, and I really want to thank you for being loyal listeners, staying tuned on, helping this show really get some traction. And in that regard, I'd also want to pay homage and thank infinitely so my colleagues, Mr. Sander Bed and Ms. Nomsam Luli, for kindly stepping in. I'm sure they would be awake at this time. And if they are so inclined on Thursday at this time in Johannesburg at the studios, there will be a little something nice for them as well as the team that I abandoned as I was enjoying the summer of the Northern Hemisphere. Nonetheless, we are in conversation with Mr. Lakilesian, a South African Local Government Association, Provincial Chief Executive here in Gauteng, as well as Mr. Figile Bilizandile, Management Services, a person who has invented something. He's going to finish that point off very briefly and man of the moment, Mr. Pizomonia La Soweto Action Committee, who insists that Soweto residents should pay a flat rate of 100 rand per month for electricity and other social services. Back to you, Mr. Billy, very briefly. That last point you were making in relation to this application that you have invented, which the municipalities have not taken up. And I suppose that is a problem in not being responsive to innovation, to some of the problems that you and I and everybody else faces. The government is really at at odds with moving on with the times? Uh, you see, the thing is, um, in South Africa, I would say this without fear or favor, we don't appoint politicians who are visionaries, who are academics. We provide, we, we deploy politicians who toe the line and who don't know anything, who will just make resources for certain individuals. I mean, I will make you an example. I developed, I was not the other day on SABC three weeks ago. I developed a vending system that sells electricity. I wanted to empower women, only women, in the townships and villages to sell electricity only via bank cards. And the community must pay rates and taxes in the townships only via bank cards. Can you imagine if a big supermarket in Soweto will make... Uh, 150 million a month. Can you imagine if we have to share that 150 million rand amongst women in Soweto, if each woman has to make between 10 and 15,000 a month, how many jobs can we create? But now, because we don't have visionaries in, in local government, they take big, uh, uh, they take our vending systems to these big supermarkets who makes money and takes the monies overseas. I mean, the reason I developed the vending system... No, 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 we, we will understand the reason. Let me just move on with the nature of this conversation now because we really are pressed for time. Mm-hmm. Mr. Pizzamonyala, you've heard what both Salga have said and somebody who's interfacing with the management of public funds in that they flow from the consumer to the fiscus, really, because he's a, he's a collector of this and he's innovating in the space. Do you think it is actually even worth sustaining the argument that you have advanced? Because economically, it clearly doesn't make sense, and I think you would be aware that it doesn't. Because you don't put a 100 rands petrol in your vehicle and expect that it's going to go what a full tank would do. Now, is there a way in which Soweto residents can come to the party like they do with every other service that they purchase? Pay yeah. as you go. I think uh, the problem uh, is that we don't engage with the community. Because right now, I hear the speaker telling us about the high rate of unemployment, especially in township. What does that thing mean when you say there's a high rate of unemployment? It's because uh, people, when coming to, 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 to this issue of prepaid, it, it, it's really 
killing the people because we are living them and we are living a practical life on that. And they did not even engage with the community to find a solution. If we, they engage with the communities, and they, I believe and understand that at the end of the day, we'll find a common ground. And secondly, when you talk about people... What common that, ground are you looking for? What, what, what common ground are you looking for? Why is the concept of paying as you go so foreign in this relation, in relation to these services, but for everything else, you can't have that issue? You we, don't we, have we that cannot, issue. We cannot. We are not affording. Not to say we don't want to pay. We are not affording. That's why we say if this thing of coming down to the community so that we engage to one another and find a solution, because all will find a solution if we engage. And uh, uh, then, we'll, we'll, then we can see how to move moving forward. But if they're still saying that, no, this is impractical. So what about ESCOM not getting nothing at all than getting that 100 rand? But so how about being so reasonable? How about being reasonable? It is absolutely not reasonable to think that 100 rands... Electricity yeah, should go the mile of the month. Reasonable will come when uh, they engage with the community. You cannot speak in the offices not engaging with the community, then you're saying that you must be reasonable. Reasonable is when you come in into the ground. Fair point. No, and I fully again, agree with that. Yeah, and again, when you talk about uh, actually the, the, the DSTV areas, so means that people especially the poor do not privilege to to watch uh, DSTV and uh, that by even area means that they do have money I think that is a myth is a very misstatement the thing is that those people who have got the power who carry the power they must come on the ground we must find solution on the ground they speak in the offices they don't okay. need the communities Salga, final thoughts on this matter, please, in two minutes. How do we move on from here? How do we respond to President Ramaphosa's State of the Nation address urging people to pay for services? How do we change this culture of, well, it is a culture of entitlement at the bottom of it all? Yeah, we, we just we simply need to, to have an engagement with the community, get a political buy-in, and then put in tools that will assist municipalities, you know, to monitor uh, the, 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 the service rendering because you see, if the community is not paying, it affects the municipality because whatever equitable share that the municipality gets from national government, it means it must pay water bottles and, and, and ESCOM. And then we're not able to utilize the money for other you know, services that the community needs to have. Yeah, that's a fair point. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. It is quite clear, though, having said all of what you've said, we are no closer to the solution, and we can very well expect this time next year we might still be in the position. We need to get this sorted out because this is a culture that clearly is not sustainable. Thank you, Mr. Laki Lesiana of Salga. Thank you, Mr. Figile Bili of Zandile Management Services and Soweto Action Committee's Chairperson, Mr. Pizzomonyale. We'll take a quick ad break before we are joined in studio for Health on Monday by Dr. Carol Ann Ben of Helen Joseph Breast Clinics. Please stay tuned.